Hi everyone. Welcome to episode seven of TikTok. I'm Brandon here with my co-host Jimmy, as always. And today we would like to talk about Tourette syndrome through the lens of a person who has no knowledge of Tourette syndrome at all. So we're going to just give our opinions on what we think uh, everyone should know and uh, maybe clear up some misconceptions about Tourette syndrome. Hey, Jimmy, how are you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Yeah, good. I'm good. Today was a little bit of a struggle for this episode, it seems. Yeah, a little bit. We had some some scheduling issues and all that. Um, and now there's the the imminent threat of a garbage truck passing by yeah. as you're outside. <laughs> but <laughs> I thought it would be nice. Do. I thought you know you you um, I can hear the brought birds. it up in the second episode. You you know we were talking about it, and I thought maybe today I would give it a shot, but because uh, it's beautiful out. But we'll see how it goes. We'll see if the uh, if the hiss of those air brakes from the garbage truck gets to. <laughs> Uh, assault anybody's ears hopefully not yeah so today uh yeah you had the idea that maybe we should just uh, talk about what what people should know if they don't know anything at all right right and yeah. maybe clear up some some uh, misconceptions and uh like you know i know that a lot of people just assume that Tourette syndrome is yelling words um or, or you know flipping out in public or something and uh, so I, yeah, I think we could um, we could address some of that stuff. Yeah, well, I'm thinking about it from from the person who has no connections to Tourette syndrome, who's never studied Tourette syndrome or, or neurological conditions, who you know has a, a regular family, regular job with no no connections to Tourette. So I think if we could, you know, even getting past the regular. Uh, assumption that Tourette's is just people who, who scream and yell and bark. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, even getting past that, what should people know, and what what would be beneficial for the lay public to to know um, it broadly? Like like most people right. have general knowledge about depression, anxiety, obsessive compulsive disorder. We sh you know, uh, if we're interested in raising awareness for Tourette's syndrome and if people with Tourette's want the public to know more about it, then we should have some sort of base of criteria for the public to know, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so what do you, what do you think uh, you'd want to start with? In well, so interesting, interestingly enough, I just spoke with a, um, basically a psychological examiner in a pretty prominent organization in Canada. And he had no idea that one in 100 people had Tourette syndrome. And it was funny because we were talking about it and I was thinking in my head, well, this guy's probably, he's probably interviewed thousands of people. And he said, I'm the only person um, with Tourette's that he's ever met. And in my head, I'm like, Oh, that's no, not, not true. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're not. Um, I guarantee there's people with, with Tourette syndrome that, you know, this person has encountered and met and uh, didn't know about it. And probably the people didn't tell them or they didn't know that they had it. But, right. um, but it's interesting. So that, just that fact right there, one in 100 one. people have Tourette's syndrome. Yeah. And we said, we've said that in other episodes and I think it's important to just always, you know, remind people, but um, I think that's a that lot. Yeah, and it's important to know that I think that's uh, like 
globally too. I don't think that, um, that that really varies much between, you know, countries or, uh, you know, geographical locations, it seems. And, and, and it, it's, it's more men, right? We know. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know why. I don't it's a know large, they, a large majority of the yeah. people with Tourette's are, are men. But again, you know, I do see, um, women with it too, especially, you know, on different, on different um, social media platforms, it seems like they, you know, when I see different people on, you know, on different accounts on TikTok or, um, you know, Billie Eilish, stuff like that, like they're, they're prominent people and they, they're outspoken about it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like not as many men are outspoken about it. I don't see as much. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean men, are, men are much less likely to voice their emotions like statistically and psychologically men are much it's much more of a culture of men to be tough and and rigid and you know shoulder uh burdens but i think that this is a situation you know i come from a a culture like that like first response and um but i don't let that mindset that it's useful in some ways that mindset of of shouldering burdens and not telling anybody about your problems it's not useful in terms of Tourette's at all whatsoever oh absolutely not and uh like because we've spoken about before the the easiest way to you know grab a hold of of your Tourette's is just to start talking about it start accepting it yeah um yeah do you know what uh do you know what Dunbar's number is no so I I mean, someone listening to this is definitely going to know it better than I do, but it's the amount, I believe it's the amount of people that you can have a, like na- be on a name to name basis with and oh, know yeah. something about. Right. And I right. think and that number, have a close relationship with, I don't know if it's close, but I know it's like, you can, you can catch up mm-hmm. and I believe it's 150 people. Okay. So, I mean, going by that, the average person knows at least, you know, one whole one person with Tourette's right I think uh people immediately are going to think well nobody I know has Tourette's nobody I've ever met has had Tourette's and it's like okay well then you have to think about undiagnosed cases or people with tick disorders and uh I'm thinking you know yeah so sorry um you know I think this I'm not a mathematician, but it gets really complicated that way where, um, you know, if I personally know 150 people, then that means that all of those 150 people automatically know someone with Tourette's, which is me, right? But then also out of the 150 people that I know, there's one, uh, there should be another one with it. And then they know 150 people. So it like, it really yeah. webs out it, right? Like oh, if yeah. you put it on a web, like it's, that is a lot of people uh, that know a lot of people. So. Which is more of a case for advocacy. And it's also more of a case for, um, well, to be honest, Tourette's is so, is one of those things that people don't, um, you know, I, I'll give this, this example again, the individual that I spoke with recently who, who, psychologically profiles people for a living didn't you know he didn't know mm-hmm. anything about it really i mean um and and that is that is i mean it's not it's not a game changer 
in terms well no it is a game changer it is because because that shows the level of if if he doesn't know then mm -hmm. how is joe schmo mm -hmm. supposed to know how is the regular the lay public supposed to know anything yeah about yeah shots? and i mean you know i went through my whole life most of my life having it not even knowing and that's a problem too but so i think uh you know moving on to to uh, another point that I wanted to make that uh, I think that a lay person should know is, I mean, for me personally, that the ticks um, don't hurt. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, like when I'm blinking and stuff like that, like it's not, um, it's not really painful. I think that maybe people think that it is, um, or that it's in response to pain. Mm. Does that make sense? Like if I, yeah, like uh, you know. When, yeah, or like, you know, like, you're like your eyes hurt or something like that. And that's not really the case. It's more about a, just a muscle movement rather than a response to. It, they can obviously hurt. They can hurt. The, yeah. You're not always like, are. you're not always sending yourself into pain when you're ticking. Like that's not. Um, yeah. And it, and it's not a response to pain It's more of what I'm trying right. to get at. Like the actual condition in mm. your body doesn't hurt. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I see what you mean. It doesn't really feel like anything. Like there's no um, like global feeling like, you know, if you're feeling, you know, if you, if you have, um, I don't know, the, the depression, let's say like you just feel bad right mm -hmm. through your body, like mm -hmm. everything about your, feeling yeah. is not good but i mean uh, for me it's the condition itself doesn't really feel like anything it's the um the only thing that feels actually bad about it is like putting yourself through like the embarrassment or or talking yourself yeah. into that, Does yeah. that make sense? maybe maybe angst you know maybe a little bit of angst but not but not not that's not the threats that's uh, a correlated thing yeah. where where it's from social or you're trying to suppress it that's where the angst would come from mm -hmm. i would think yeah a little bit uh, of anger maybe like i could see being an issue but yeah i mean that's yeah. just something that i would want people to know like it's not like um you know i don't know it's it's not like i'm like i a struggle it's not a constant struggle other than um when you put yourself into a social situation and you might feel uncomfortable right just because of the stigma but not necessarily the ticks themselves yeah the other day like uh i was i was put into a situation where i wanted to do my best to not tick it was about 30 minutes and i to my utmost ability tried to suppress my Tourette's like 100%. I thought that I could do this. I think I said earlier on in a podcast that I was like, oh, I think I could take yeah. it not for a day. Well, I'm going to yeah. completely say for that I was wrong. Hardcore wrong. It's just that so many of my ticks, I don't even register them as ticks. I don't even think about them. And then when I have to stop doing them, like I, for the longest time, I just thought that I did this because I had a bad back before and it was like my, but no, that's a full on tick. This and then moving my shoulders like that. So I'm rolling my shoulders basically. Um, that That is a tick and trying to not do that. And then another one where I just flex my right arm. Yeah. yeah and uh, I <laughs> so I tried stopping for 30 minutes. I was sitting there and I was like, 
just saying over over my head stop don't twitch don't twitch don't twitch don't twitch yeah, I like you I can't do focus on you can't focus on anything that that's going on around you like if you're in the middle of a conversation you're not going to be able to pay attention to the person talking it's or been anything. a long time since i've put myself in that kind of situation but that was a good reminder that okay there's a lot of things i'm doing that are, i'm not really affected by at all in my everyday life and when i try to put a stop to them it's like wow it's really 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 difficult yeah but i mean i find that if i'm uh keeping busy doing something um i i mean it's almost like maybe the ticks to do still happen and i just i'm not aware of them because i'm mm. not paying attention but uh i feel like they go away like if i think I'm you might fully, just be focused yeah like but that's the thing if i'm focused on you know like right now i'm i'm ticking like my legs are just going crazy right now yeah um and anytime i'm on a meeting or in a meeting or anything like that at work like it happens but if i'm sitting there focused on a document at work you know really reading it really engaging with it um i find that everything kind of stops or at yeah. least it's not disruptive enough for me to notice yeah i mean total like if you just think about when you're really engaged, if, if anybody can think about when they're in, you know, some people call it like a flow state. Some people just call mm -hmm. it like deep focus mm -hmm. or deep work. Like if you're ever in that kind of state, your mind generally clears of like, it's very hard to be anxious in that state. It's very hard to be um, like depressed in that state, it's just a state of pure focus where you're yeah. just focused on your, you don't, you're lost track of time everything else goes away yeah if you're in that i definitely don't notice my ticks at all but then you can also think you don't really notice your anxiety depression ocd right, right? all that kind of stuff in that in that state yeah yeah i mean but it is nice that it's almost like when um when you're put in a situation where you're kind of under pressure or yeah you know you got to get stuff done like you can still do that yeah. And I think that's oh, yeah. important. That's important for people to know, like my Tourette's doesn't interrupt my work. It doesn't interrupt my um, productivity. Like I can still think properly, critically. Like there's not, there's nothing that in terms of my job that it mm -hmm. affects. So I think that's nothing. something that people should know that hiring somebody with Tourette's, like it's not, it's not going to um, affect their, their ability to do the job. Um, and unfortunately, as somebody with Tourette's, when you're getting interviewed you're you're in, if you're not hiding your ticks 100 the employer is probably going to be like oh he was ticking you know and you don't want like an unconscious bias to to go into place so that would be somewhere where you would directly say hey i have Tourette syndrome by the way you know there, and then you, yeah. you can give the example of pilots and neurosurgeons that have Tourette's and hey this is not mm -hmm. going to impact my job performance just a thing that i do like uh kevin said uh, what do you say? I go for walks. I have Tourette's. I drive a car. It's that mm -hmm. level of, of, you know, casualness that you approach it with. And, and I mean, and again, I, I think we have to say all on all these episodes, like if uh, somebody else has a more severe case and they can't drive, then obviously it would affect their ability to mm. you know, be a bus driver or something like that. But we're not talking about that. We're kind of being more general, I think. Mm -hmm there's always outliers and there's always specific cases that are different yeah of course right of course. but yeah i think we just have to say that so that somebody listening might say oh that's that's not true 
Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, so. there's, yeah, there's exceptions to every, everything, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Um, you know, for that person, I'm sure there are still jobs that they can do. Yeah. Well, 100 percent there's jobs that they can do but also i would just be be cautious that you're you're um you're not just succumbing to you know the syndrome and letting it you know kind of win um okay i see what you mean so you think like you know persevere and kind of push through it um or, or to, to push not. yourself to, to, to push I, yourself I, yeah to push yourself and and you did Okay, so we're going to have a future guest on who does CBIT, which is a pretty common, um, I actually don't know, I, I don't know what it stands for. I don't want so to. I'll tell you, I'll, so I'll tell you about that. So it's, um, yeah. it is called, um, let me see, it's, it's Cognitive Behavioral Interventions for Ticks. Oh, for Ticks. Uh, I think that's what it's called, Cognitive yeah. Behavioral Interventions. That sounds right. And so it's basically um, it's uh, habit reversal training mm. to to I guess monitor your ticks, identify pre uh, monetary urges, and learn to voluntarily move in a way that's incompatible with the tick. Right. That's not something that I've ever learned about. Mine has all been breathing therapy. Yeah. Uh, but that sounds interesting. Well, so I guess where I'm going at with that is it's not 100% like having Tourette's is not 100% just generating awareness and then expecting people, not expecting people, but approaching it and framing it in such a way in your mind where you're just like, I'm just going to do everything. And just people should just let just like, you know, forgive me for it it. and accept it. And if I can't drive, then that's discrimination. But in reality, there's, there's some people out there that probably can't drive because they take their hand involuntarily all the time and that's dangerous. So I guess just like you would approach treating anxiety, depression, things like that, it's important that you also take a mechanics approach to your Tourette syndrome. And if there's a tick that you really don't like, there's no harm in trying to find a tick that can replace it that is less harmful, right? This is like, that is not, um, that's not an issue. Um, anyway, I feel like we should get back to, uh, to <laughs> the public, okay. but, but classic tangent there, but I, uh, right. I definitely feel, I feel strongly about that, but I, I was kind of talking about the, 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 the mind blowing fact that even that person who is prominent in like a mental health kind of psychological health, uh, industry didn't know that one in a hundred people had had Tourette's. Yeah, it's really um, under uh, represented, I guess, in the mental health world, mm-hmm. as we've talked about before. Um, mm-hmm. It's like it's like se- severely underrepresented. Like no one talks about yeah. it. No one knows about it. Like yeah. unless you unless you're um, seeking, unless you're looking for a, you know an answer to something because your your kid is uh, ticking or you are it seems that's the only time that people actually really dig into the into it i don't know maybe it's because there's not enough science maybe there's not enough proof or uh, answers it's not very definitive yeah like it's kind of a um 
don't know. Like, well, why, what causes it? I don't know. Well, you know, what, what mm-hmm. can cure it? I don't know. Right. Like it's, it's a really like up in the air uh, concept yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's, uh, and it's, it's so true. Like the more that I talk about it, the more that we talk about it on the podcast, the more, uh, we talk about it to, to people, um, with, through the, through the chapter or something. Um, it's just makes it so much easier. It's like my life now is just so in, uh, I'm just so accepting of it now that it's, Mm -hmm. it's like second nature to me and to even talk about it. Mm -hmm. And I think, and that's really been the key because, we talk, we, you know, we always preach that, you know, get comfortable with it, get comfortable with it. But uh, there's not really any end to that. Like mm-hmm. there's always room to get more yeah. comfortable with it. Yeah, and right. that's what I found anyway. Like I thought I was comfortable with it, but now that we've spent hours and hours, you know, discussing it on this podcast, mm-hmm. it's like even more every time, every time we talk about it, it's just, it's easier to talk about every time. Yeah. So. Yeah. What have you encountered in your maybe we can divide this into two questions into two questions what have you encountered most in your professional life as a as a barrier or obstacle that people or what was something that people didn't understand or people took to a little less easily about your trust if i would say well there was uh even even last week at work i was tired i was tired one one day and and when I'm tired, you know, more ticks happen, as yeah. talked about. And um, well, I was just one afternoon, I don't know why, but I would just couldn't stop my throat clearing tick. Mm. And uh, <clears throat> right now I got to do it. And, and I was doing it so much that I felt like <clears throat> I felt like my colleagues around me were probably yeah. getting really annoyed by it. I don't know if they could even hear it. Mm. I mean, I'm, it was getting loud, but uh you know, that just made, it made me feel pretty uncomfortable. And it sounds so stupid because I don't know if they even heard of it. Like no one came up to me and said anything. No one made, you know, made any indication that they even noticed, but it really just, it made me self-conscious, like pretty, pretty hard. Um, And I was trying everything I could do to stop. And then that was a time where my work was interrupted because it's all I could think about was throat clearing and not throat clearing. I couldn't focus on my work. that was a that was a bit of a struggle and that was mm. recent that was very recent so how about you mm. so for me less less performance oriented more uh i've had i've had colleagues in the past that much like whether it's academically or personally, people, you know, take to things differently. And when I've told some colleagues about it in the past, they would still, you know, say like, are you sick? I get that a lot. Are you sick? Like what's, especially with COVID, are you sick today? Like what's going on? Cause I, I will either do just sniffling all oh, the yeah. time yeah. or, or throat clearing. And yeah. um, I don't really do throat clearing uh, very much but I sniffle non-stop and that's year round but you know I mean that's a very forgivable question are you sick like it's not that much of that big of a deal but when when you know somebody for a certain amount of time like 
and you've told somebody the same thing five or six times, you know, it's, mm. you know, you just want them to get, get the point. <laughs> right. But I mean, um, I, I also kind of want to point out that if you have, if you haven't told anybody uh, about that, it's not, I guess it's a legit question to ask. Like it's not, it is a legit it's question. Not, it's, totally. it's not, a, it's not so much if, you know, if someone's like, uh, twitching, twitching their eyes or something being like, what's wrong with you? Or like, why are you right. doing that? Yeah. I guess, but, but it's also something that I think, um, people might not understand that that's a tick. Right. Yeah. Because because they don't know enough about Tourette's. And it's a normal thing. It's a normal thing that people do when they're people sick. People do. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's definitely um, after you tell somebody, like you, you'd hope that they that they understand. Um, mm-hmm. It's but that's also something that I have to do all like all the time in my, in my life is tell people that I'm actually not sick because people ask me that all like a lot. I get that asked. A, Probably like do, you like, want, do you want a Kleenex or like yeah, uh, go or, blow your nose stuff like that? Al- allergies, yeah. you know. Alle- even my my doctor the other day, I was there for uh, for an unrelated thing, but he he knows that I have Tourette's. He's he's been my family doctor forever, but, um, and he knows that that's one of my sniffles. But I mean, I don't see him that often. But he's like, I walk in his office. He's like, he's like, are you sick? And I was like, no, he's like allergies then. <laughs> I was like, also no, uh, I, yeah, it's just like, my Tourette's. And he's like, oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it's like uh, good that it's not um, that important that your doctor even really you know, cares, I guess, about it. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, yeah, it's, uh, it's annoying, I bet. Oh, it's just one of those, it's not, it's not really like, you know, it's not, it's not a huge deal, but one thing that, um, I guess that that would be one thing that I've encountered, but you know, yeah. luckily I, I would say that out of the people with Tourette's syndrome, I would consider myself on like the, the, at least now, like the mild end of symptoms. Yeah. That, that, that would be me too. I, I mean, in terms of a throat clearing thing doesn't happen often. Um, like where it is disruptive and most of my other uh, ticks are just they're kind of like my own like they, I, they're they within my personal space you know I don't right. it's not disruptive to anybody else so I'm thankful for that yeah that if no one's looking at me then no one knows so yeah how would you describe because Tourette's has an element of involuntary ness i don't know if that's a word to it but it also has a thing where you can control so i've always said that it's it's like an itch and that's pretty much the best way that i can describe that what about you right uh yeah for me it's um yeah like and it i mean there's there's certain things that i've noticed you know that um even before I was diagnosed, I would always have to, you know, like before I would go to sleep, before I could sleep, I would always have to like crack all my fingers mm. and have every, you know, different, different things. Like uh, the clock in my room had to be facing a certain way or else I, all I could think about was that clock. And I didn't understand any of that stuff, but when I did it, it yeah, I felt like relief 
right? Like instant, mm -hmm. like as soon as I crack my thumbs, uh, that was, off, that was off my mind. Yeah. And yeah, so that, I mean, in terms of an itch, it's like that, um, the feeling, the feeling itself isn't so much like an itch where, uh, an itch gets really like, uh, annoying and like, like I was talking about before, like it's almost like a physical feeling, um, where you're itchy. And I don't really find that, that, that I have that, like, um, it's more in my head. Like, I think that I want to blink my eyes. It's not my, yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not a feeling a, in my eyes. It's almost like a mental right? itch. It's, it's yeah. like a, it's like, well, I don't know if you could describe an, an, an itch without the physical symptoms, it would be like an urge to do something yeah. that is con gradually getting worse as you don't do it. Yeah. That's what I would say. I would say it's more of an urge that, yeah, yeah that, that, uh, it gets stronger as time goes on. Yeah. Um, but I also don't think that, you know, when I do a tick, it doesn't necessarily, um, like start that urge back at the beginning, if that makes sense. Like if it's mm -hmm. increasing and I do it, um, the, the urge could still be just as strong right after I do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I have to keep doing it, but it could go away too. Right? That's it's why, like, that's why it's, it's a roulette gonna be, wheel. Yeah. It's going to be such a puzzle to define everything scientifically. It's going to be such a puzzle for, for whoever the genius is that decides to take on finding 100% where address comes from, like, and, and find, make it, you know, how, what, what is the name for that? What is the name for an urge slash itch that mm -hmm. comes from your, a signal from your brain that might not go away after you scratch it, but it might, <laughs> Yeah, you know? it's so unpredictable like, and it's so different for everybody, right? That's like, that's, you know, I read, I don't know if I said this before in, a, in an episode, but I read that, it, you know, it's like where uh, every case of Tourette's is like a snowflake where it's, it's completely unique to that person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's, you know, when, you know, if you have the flu, um, there's a list of symptoms that you likely have at least some of yeah. them or all of them. And, you know, with Tourette's, it could be like, you know, there's a list that, you could have these ticks. These are the common ones, but then there's literally thousands of other things that you're the only one that does that. Yeah. So there's no way to define it as, as like a common symptom or as a symptom, right? It's like, yeah. you could have your own favorite pen that that pen is something that you just have to keep clicking. Like, like customizable yeah yeah it's so crazy it's, it's to me it's the weirdest thing where um it, it like i can't honestly i can't think of maybe maybe ocd is is like that where everybody yeah, has their own things so. but you yeah. know for for the most part like depression to me it seems like there are um like really well at the very least at the very to, least for for depression there's like you go to a clinical psychologist to, for depression and they, they're able to work through it and navigate. Okay. You know, we, okay. We boiled down. Here's the, the five main reasons how you're depressed, why you're depressed. Mm -hmm. Here's how we're going to fix those things. You know, I've been, I've been depressed in my life. You know, my father passed away when I was 16. Um, but you're able to, to overcome depression through, and this is not, you know, saying that, 
people aren't depressed and that people have a harder time than others getting out of it. But it has been proven, you know, vitamin D exposure, mm -hmm. exercise, uh, processing, working through your problems. Those things have all been shown. Um, and, and to the point where depression can actually go away. Mm -hmm. But one thing about mm -hmm. Tourette's is that, first of all, medication or, or even the, the ongoing treatments that you can go through. So I guess this would be something that I would want people to know. It doesn't just go away. Yeah. It's not like something that you can turn on and off. And it's not something that has a, a fix. Okay. Just going off that, here's a question for you. Then do you think that we're, maybe we're looking at it because I, I look at um, Tourette's syndrome as uh, mental health. But is, is, would you call it, you know, mental health, or is it, is it a physical thing? Like I, well, it's, it's a physical thing that's both. Yeah. Well, it, right. It's but both. I mean, like maybe we're looking at it then, um, you know, potentially through like from the wrong perspective and looking at it, you know, like depression or something. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's completely different. Maybe the solution yeah. is, is is completely different than that, and we have to be looking at it from like a, I don't know physiotherapy type perspective you know what i, I mean? know, like I, something I completely it's different a, it's hard to say if there's even a category that would describe it but but that's to say like saying that there the things that help depression also usually help Tourette's like if if you work out it generally helps Tourette's if you mm -hmm. are less anxious it generally helps Tourette's mm -hmm. um which, but it's interesting because you can you can dial in your life to the point where you have the perfect diet perfect training regime uh, no depression, you take care of your problems, you sleep well, and you'll still have Tourette's. Um, exactly. Yeah. Like it doesn't work so, uh, fully. doesn't work fully. doesn't work fully. And it doesn't work. I, I'm trying to explain this. Like um, it's, it's, it's almost like one thing causes the other thing, but how, how do I explain this? Depression, Tourette's can cause depression right and depression mm -hmm. and then and then in reverse depression can make your Tourette's worse right so it's almost like it's this full circle but, yeah, loop. It, but even eliminating one even eliminating the depression um does not totally eliminate your Tourette's it's it's yeah it's weird it's frustrating that thought is frustrating to me <laughs> yeah that like there's it's nothing, frustrating there's nothing well, like there's no concrete it's it's really it's really interesting like that i mean even if you think about another complex a really complicated and unique um i think it's a disorder in like schizophrenia for instance i've read some about that and there are very common symptoms and uh many people but i, I mean at the same time many people with with schizophrenia end up leading normal lives and end up being very productive and that kind of thing um so if you if you think about that, that that's kind of similar to Tourette's, where, where yeah, the there's like a spectrum never go away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I get that. Um, it's yeah. I mean, it, it's not. And again, it's not something that I that I constantly have on my mind that you know controls my life or controls my day mm -hmm. or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But the, when I do th think about it, especially especially from this this way where we're um, you know kind of criticizing the amount of knowledge that we have about 
you know, from a science perspective, like it, it's frustrating. <laughs> like, yeah. what? Where's the, where's the funding? I, I don't, I don't know. Like, is there, is there not a way that we can raise money? Like, I, you know, like the chapter, like we raise, we raise money for, um, fun, you know, through fundraisers and and for awareness. But it seems that, um, you know, from everything that I see, it's all it's all all of these organizations it's it's where it's just awareness yeah right like i see um i I, which is good it's great i and i've been seeing a lot of like i mentioned earlier on tiktok i've been coming across different accounts where there's people with Tourette's that um this one girl she has really um like intense uh coprolalia where she'll be trying to talk and she'll be swearing and um and, and even her like hashtags or hashtags like Tourette's awareness and and stuff mm-hmm. like that and that's great but where's the science like where's the research where's the funding for that like we raise yeah. funding for awareness and it's awareness but um well like where when are we going to get some some studies some i research? hope i hope that person i hope that person talks about that her case is a small percentage of people with Tourette's because you wouldn't see you know, if, I, if we posted a video of me on on mm-hmm. TikTok of doing this, blinking my eyes, it wouldn't get mm-hmm. very much attention. Um, so, like, you know, part of the reason why people with Tourette's that are online get a lot of attention is because yeah. they have very extreme tics, and people either think it's fascinating or yeah. make fun of it or whatever, which is fine. But if I would give advice to people who are in that situation they may not realize the power the influence that they have on the lay public's perception of Tourette syndrome and especially if you're on something like Instagram or Facebook or TikTok Mm -hmm. I don't I don't have that I've never seen something online like that I've only seen it on YouTube but um it's you have a responsibility in that in that circumstance to educate fully if you're putting you know, if you're putting that out there, then people are going to think that's just facilitating that public perspective of, mm-hmm. okay, everyone with Tourette's has it when in reality, it's a small fraction. Yeah. So that's yeah, and that's a, a difficult um, concept to grasp as well. Right. Because these people, uh, they do live that. Right. And they, that is Tourette's syndrome to them. Yep. So I, I, and I understand that uh, they want that they're that they're getting that out there um, to show, you know, what Tourette's can be, and, and I think that that's great. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that, like you said, like we sh- we all should work together and to achieve like a common goal of, um, you know, almost exposing the entire the entire spectrum, spectrum which is exactly yeah. why you and I say the things that the, that we say when we talk about our own experience which is that our own experience is unique to us and there are people out there like that individual you mentioned with corpolalia or echolalia who scream yell swear cuss uh and have much more severe threats than you and i but we also we put that caveat in there we say that this isn't just Tourette's either what we do isn't mm-hmm. just Tourette's either and you can see what we do if you look on youtube uh tiktok podcasts mm-hmm. on youtube You'll see me taking my arm or, and, you know, maybe Brandon blinking or, or clearing his throat, me rolling my eyes into my head. Those are the majority of our tics. Um, 
but just like those are unique to us everyone with Tourette's has a unique situation and it's like I have a strong opinion on this because that's where stigma came from stigma came from people with Tourette's being vocal swearing cussing and then not saying uh it didn't come with from people with Tourette's but it came from without the caveat of someone showing a video of somebody with that or, or an audio clip and then not saying by the way there's this many degrees of nuance with Tourette syndrome and it's very broad spectrum you know yeah well yeah I mean I think that the uh you know most of the stigma in, in that or like the perception like probably came from how easy it is to uh like to to crack fun at, at that kind of those kind of symptoms mm -hmm. and tics like mm -hmm. you know comedians uh, I, I saw honestly this morning a Robin Williams stand-up uh, joke where he was making fun of Tourette's because of what someone was you know yelling or saying or whatever. And you, are you it, like offended like that. by that? Do you get offended by that kind of stuff? I no. Um, I used to get a little bit offended by it when I was like in you know in university. It, it was there was this trend this this viral thing that came out and it was like called Tourette syndrome guy or something like that yeah, and it, yeah and I don't know if that guy even has Tourette's or if it was a joke or like or what was going on there but um mm. that kind of blew up like, like while I was in school it was around that time and that kind of annoyed me because uh it was after I was diagnosed and and it was just like people literally putting it on the screen and everyone would crowd around and start laughing and pointing and yeah. laughing and, and making fun of it and shit or sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, I don't know why it bugged me, but it didn't bug me that, uh, that the, I guess like the severity of the Tourette's was being demonstrated on the, on the, on the videos. It was more about the response of the people watching that bugged me. The yeah. stuff that they would say and and how yeah. like how they were taking it um not seriously at all and not really thinking about the idea that this person actually lives this way you right like it's not like you know if, if you saw somebody going uh trying to get into a store in a wheelchair and they couldn't get up a stair or something like that and they were struggling like you're not going to sit there and laugh at it you're not going to get it on video and sit around a computer and laugh at that person mm -hmm. and it was kind of that equivalent to me like i was like well, this person if you is did, actually struggling and you're laughing yeah. at their disability almost you know if you did laugh at somebody in a wheelchair like that people would come down on you like a hawk and right. and and would, <laughs> rightfully so like that well as what i'm saying is yeah. is usually people's behavior is corrected by there's so what is accepted socially it's governed and people modify their behavior accordingly and Tourette's has not yet transversed into that category where yeah people, like you could still make jokes about Tourette's like I don't get it which okay so I I make jokes about my Tourette's um and I, I don't think it's wrong to make jokes about Tourette's but and I if think you have that, if you have sorry to interrupt like but if you have one arm you know you would probably make yeah, jokes about it. you could you could make jokes about it like if, if that's your personality and yeah that's the way that you go about it you could do that 
and yeah. that's fine because that's and that's yours. the best way that's the best way to to deal with adversity often right is humor and mm -hmm. i think that comedians should have they should be able to make fun of pretty much anything because they yes, are I, like I agree. the uh, but it's we're not talking about comedians we're talking about people watching a youtube video and unfortunately what i think there's been so there's been so much progress and this is not unfortunate this is making a further unfortunate point there's been so much progress on mental health depression anxiety uh, acceptance of those sorts of things policies put in place to combat those sorts of things funding um, but Tourette syndrome, Tourette syndrome has been a blind spot in that in that uh, public effort to make mental health awareness and uh, different syndromes more known. And the stigma, I think that we have barely moved the needle from mm -hmm. the Tourette's guy days mm -hmm. to now. I think that if we're on a, a spectrum of awareness on zero to a hundred, we're at like a, a five. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, it's just so, it just seems so, you know, normalized to be able to, uh, like I could, I could be in, in, you know, in a store, let's say like I could do something and say, Oh, that's, you know, I have Tourette's like, oh, that's my Tourette's. And like people could, would literally take that as I'm joking. Mm -hmm. like that's how little people take like how, how how unserious it is to people like and someone without Tourette's could do something and say oh my god it's my Tourette's and like it would be I've had I've been around somebody joke. that's done that before and that's I, have I, too. I was like it's not funny I have too and I'm like oh man like it's like you know I, I okay so I you know there are things that uh you know conditions maybe that people you know historically just like make fun of them or like they're funny like uh you know like something like hemorrhoids right like people may you know it's like a i don't know how to explain it but more of like a it it's like a not funny but it's easy to make like humor out of like a joke like about hemorrhoids or something like that or like you know other conditions and, and you if you did do that um, and somebody that you were talking to had hemorrhoids or something like that, um, right. and you didn't know about it, they most likely wouldn't tell you. Or like and panic, they most, panic. Yeah, and, but they most likely wouldn't be offended either because like how would, how would you know? And I, I don't know, it, like maybe that's a bad example, but we're not talking about a what about like you know a, a better example there would be like panic attacks you know people say like oh i'm gonna have a panic attack as a joke but then somebody who right. has panic attacks that like chronically has panic attacks they they could take but it's a little more forgivable it's a little more yeah, but i mean it's like it, but that's a thing that's but that's like a perfect example of how commonplace um you know certain conditions are to just throw out there and people actually live with these things and yeah. I mean, I, I, you can't just like, I get it. It's figure speech. And, but I think that just as much as there are groups trying to fight uh, Tourette syndrome stigma, there should be groups trying to fight panic attack stigma. Like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> right. That's probably something that if somebody really cared that they should do, I think that um, 
Yeah, there's not a whole lot of stigma uh, going around with for, you know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't seem like panic attacks are that stigmatized. It seems like, like, it seems like people, although people make a joke about it, people also take them very seriously. I mean, I've had panic attacks Mm -hmm. before, uh, I think. But that's also something more, more recently, I think even that's coming, becoming, uh, you know, more accepted, like as, as as a condition as a mental health condition yeah. like people are yeah. if you told somebody i had a panic attack yesterday like yeah. i can't come into work today your boss would understand yeah i'm having right? a bad if, tourette's day imagine that they're not gonna they're not gonna care like what are you talking about like, which also to be fair i have had very i don't think i've had a single day in my life as in in my adult life that my tourette's has um impacted my workplace you know what I, I just had a thought that passed through my head i wonder if eventually down the line if we're gonna have <laughs> like stages of tourette syndrome like uh, i only have stage one tourette syndrome it's not that big mm. a deal like like that's how i feel versus like i got stage five tourette syndrome i can't stop swearing i can't drive yeah. it's based on severity i mean there is when i was like diagnosed on that chart that we went through there were different levels, you know, like uh, moderate, severe, extreme, like, you know, yeah. stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, I, I know what you mean. I like, that would be hard to, because it's such a spectrum, it would be hard to categorize that, I would think, in like a, mm-hmm. such a cut and dry mm-hmm. um, type of, type of uh, scenario. But mm-hmm. I get what you mean. Because, you know, I could, I, I have Tourette syndrome, uh, could mean, that means one thing to me, but like you said, to that girl who can't stop swearing and yelling and go into public because everyone stares at her all the time, that's like a completely different thing. It's the, I mean, same, even, it's the same thing, but it's, but it's yeah. way different than what I experience. Even for you and I, I think that our the level at which we both have Tourette's is pretty similar. Like it's, it's pretty, it's pretty similar. It's within, you know, a couple percentile Mm -hmm. points of each other. I think you experience some, some things that, that I don't experience. And I experience some things that you experience and we both have different relationships with the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? ADHD, OCD, what's the term for that? The, uh, the the syndromes that the disorders that parallel Tourette's are uh, associative disorders. Right. Uh, we both have different relationships with those, but even you and I, different things make our Tourette's worse. And, and with the closeness that we have in the severity of our Tourette's, there's still our, our individual cases are so unique. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So you're right. It would be hard to categorize it on the spectrum. And I don't really know um, like what purpose that would serve anyway like um other than maybe for the general public like to have an idea of how bad it is but otherwise it like it's like comparing apples to oranges right like you have stage five coprolalia i have stage five you know (laughs) uh eye twitching or something it's like who like it's it would only be comparing like to see who's just worse or something like i don't know yeah um, well, yeah, that would, anyway, but, but I guess saying that, like what we can detract from that is it's important for the public to know that it exists on uh, a very long and broad spectrum. Um, and 
there are a lot of, I guess it's impossible almost to categorize it further than the way that it's already categorized, like corporealia, echolalia, whatever those yeah. kind of things. Well, I mean, I mean, there is the thresh, there is a threshold yeah. right, to, to make it onto that spectrum. You have to have uh, at least, um, you know, two uh, motor ticks, one verbal tick, it has to be right. uh, um, happening for a year or something like all together. Like there are, there are rules. Yeah. Um, to to, to, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, for it to actually be classified as threats. And, and I, yeah. I don't know if those things, how much research actually went into that to know that those are the things. And um, if it doesn't happen in that way, like, is there a cure then, or, or like, is it a different? Is it a different a tick disorder? A different, like, but is a tick disorder caused, you know, by the same um, yeah. thing that causes Tourette syndrome? Like, is it just super minor Tourette's? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So who knows? Who's to say about that? Yeah, but anyway, I guess what I'm saying is, is once you get on to that, once you uh, you you hit the achievement of having Tourette's syndrome, yeah. you, you meet those requirements with within that all the way to the most severe case in the world is exists a massive discrepancy not discrepancy but um like all these intricacies mm -hmm. between everybody's case so i guess that mm -hmm. would be another thing to take away if you're a person without tourette's that has no relationship to it that would be another thing to take away yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess the takeaways, you know, are really, uh, everybody's different and every case is different. Every tick is different. And, uh, I think that, yeah, people just need to be more, uh, I guess be a little bit more sensitive about how they perceive Tourette's and how they talk about it because to some people, uh, you know just like a joke like that could like could really could really hurt you know yeah for me again it's if someone doesn't know and they make a joke that's like it doesn't offend me because i have Tourette's. it offends me more because uh it like it, it, it angers me more about just the lack of uh, i guess the lack of um of uh, how we treat it as a society yeah, if you have to make fun of Tourette's to be a comedian, you're a pretty lousy comedian. It's true. It's, it's, it's a really low, that's a low piece of fruit, right? Yeah, there. exactly. Low hanging fruit. Like, come on. Yeah. Um, so you can do better. Anyway, yeah, do better. That's the, that's the <laughs> motto. Do better. Anyway, um, I think that uh, we should wrap this one up, man. Yeah, let's do it. Thanks. Another episode down. That was a great episode. Remember, the cure for Tourette's syndrome is awareness, and that's all that this podcast is trying to do. One of the best things you can do to somebody struggling with Tourette's, or if you know somebody struggling with Tourette's, have them listen to our podcast. Most importantly, have them own their Tourette syndrome. You can visit Tourette.ca to find your local Tourette Canada chapter, and you can subscribe to our podcast if you want to get episodes updated weekly and of course you can email us at 
tiktokquestions at gmail.com if you have any questions, concerns, if anything offended you, general comments, or if you have any ideas for future episodes, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Beautiful. If you want to get a, a shirt or something like that to support and raise awareness for Tourette syndrome, you can actually get this, this very shirt that I'm wearing on the video. Uh, email us at T-I-C-T-A-L-K questions at gmail.com. So TikTok questions at gmail.com. I can give you all the information on sizing and payment, and I'll ship out a shirt to you just like that. So thanks, everyone, and have a great day. And until next time, man. Thanks.